Welcome to the Driven Woman Podcast, where we're on a mission to empower women with the mindset, tools, and strategies so that they can lead powerfully and authentically in order to make a massive impact on this world. I'm your host, Sophia Bryan. So last episode, I left you in anticipation, I hope, (laughs) for this episode because it ended on a very positive note, but then I alluded to not so positive things happening after that positive note. And I wouldn't say not so positive, but more so challenging uh, moments took place um, after starting university or college, (laughs) Uh, depending on what you call it. So I was able to start college um, with the support of a scholarship. Interestingly, at that time, uh, it was a scholarship that was being funded by the EU, and it was the only year that they were actually offering that particular scholarship and it would cover 90% of my tuition. Can you believe it? 90%. And I was successful in getting the scholarship from the Faculty of Law at the University of the West Indies. Uh, At that time, the faculty was newly established whereby... Students could now do three years, their full three-year term at the University of the West Indies Mona campus. Prior to that, you'd have to, as a Jamaican, do one year at the Mona campus and then do the remaining two years at the Cave Hill campus. So for students like myself who were accepted to the what was called the Mona program, where you do all three years at Mona, you they were offering scholarships and I was one of the lucky few that got one of those scholarships so I was like okay (laughs) things are lining up as they should uh look at God and I started with you know with a lot of faith and with a lot of positive expectations and positive anticipation Well, (laughs) when I started uh, my university journey, I realized that the same level of commitment, dedication, skill sets, capacity that it took me to get through high school would not be what would be required of me for university. I'd have to step it up significantly, academically, uh, state of mind, state of being, and attitude. And uh, I just wasn't ready for that. Now, as an overachiever, there aren't that many spaces where you can unload the things that go through your mind, or so I thought at the time. And there weren't that many persons around me where I could explain what I was going through where I was just feeling so overwhelmed by it all because 
here I am at university pursuing my dream of becoming an attorney at law. But I felt as though I was drowning because I had to be an adult, like for real, for real. I had to be a real, real adult in this situation. I had to show up. I had to, um, you know, be resourceful, find financial resources. I had to manage my schedule properly. I had to figure out what I'm going to eat and all of that and, you know, be mindful that I'm the first one out of all my siblings to attend university. And so uh, my other siblings, my other brothers and sisters, they were pretty much clueless about what I was going through, what would be expected of me. They basically just, you know, they were like wishing me all the best because really and truly they weren't in a position to offer any guidance. And... When you grow up as someone who is highly self-reliant, you are sometimes close-minded as to the different support systems or resources that are around you. And for, for me, I was in that position. I wasn't aware of the different resources and support systems that the university had that I could actually tap into to get the sort of help that I needed to actually uh, thrive in university. And so a degree that should have taken me three years actually took me six years to complete. And throughout those six years, I went on this (laughs) journey of self-discovery, understanding who I am and uh, recognizing that I needed to take responsibility and take control of my life as much as possible. And I realized that there wasn't that much room to, to mess up. And so after a while of feeling very, very sorry for myself, thinking to myself, why am I failing courses? Why am I um, not getting the help I need to do this thing? I decided that it was time for me to take a step back and figure this thing out. And so I took a leave of absence from, from the faculty of law. I took a leave, a leave of absence and I decided that I was going to uh, get my coins in, in order, <laughs> get my money together. So I sought employment and that's actually how my entrepreneurial journey started because it really started out of a need, not necessarily out of passion, right? So uh i started working and uh gathering myself to so to speak developing a plan of action as to how i was going to finish my degree and what would be the next steps after completing my degree and during that period i realized that i wasn't as forward thinking as I needed to have been. So there was a gap. I just had this plan in my mind where, okay, I'd start college. I'd complete in three years. 
I'd go to Norma Mane Law School for another two years, and then I'd be an attorney at law. <laughs> I didn't foresee all the bumps that would come along the way. But additionally, I didn't foresee what life would be like after completing my degree. And so that was the gap. I wasn't seeing into the future. I wasn't seeing beyond 22, 23. I, I just wasn't seeing beyond those years what my life would be like because I was just thinking about the next five years after completing high school and what that would be. And then I'd just figure it out after that. And it didn't really work out that way. So I took a step back. I decided to take that leave of absence, started uh, doing odd jobs, <laughs> odd services here and there, working at different firms, law firms, looking back, realized that I really rose to the occasion in my, in my estimation and I did what I needed to do and I showed up. And I think for the most part, um, I still have a fairly decent relationship with since I did some of those odd jobs for <laughs> in the past. Now, taking that step back uh, to figure out what would be my strategic steps to completing my degree, some very powerful experiences happened in my life. I'll share one of them with you today. It was January 2016. Or it may not have been January as yet. It may have been December 2015. Yeah. I was on a beach with my brother's family. My brother who lives in the UK. He came to Jamaica on vacation with his family. I met up with him and his family in, in uh, St. Mary, Jamaica went to the beach. I had also taken with me our younger brother, who is the last of my mother's children. While on the beach, I had a powerful conversation with my younger brother. I was saying to my brother that I'm having a really warm time at work because even though I'm producing results, it's, it's a very stressful and kind of toxic environment. And I just don't know what to do. I don't know, you know, I, I feel helpless. <laughs> I'm laughing now because I can't believe I was in that state of mind. It's so bizarre to me right now. I was saying to my brother, uh, <sighs> I'm so stressed out. I'm so overwhelmed. Uh, I, you know... I just feel stressed out all the time and I don't know what to do and I don't feel like I'm getting my worth uh, where I am and I don't know what to do. And my brother, who is three years younger than me, says to me that you are the architect of your reality. Then, with his very out of order self, says to me, 
outer world is a reflection of your inner world. I'll allow that to soak in. He said to me that your outer world is a reflection of your inner world. And two things can come from a revelation such as that. You can feel upset and decide that, no, I didn't cause all this madness, this craziness that's happening in my life. I have nothing to do with it. I'm a victim here. You know, people are out to get me. It's just unfair and life is not good. Or you can take a more empowered interpretation and realize that if my outer world is an is a reflection of my inner world it simply means that i'm in control save for you know of course your spiritual influence what your spiritual influence may say say for that but for the most part you have a great responsibility regarding what happens to you and so <laughs> i had both interpretations jump out at once i was upset i was like no way i was like so you mean to tell me all this craziness, I'm the one that has caused it, something is wrong with me? No way. <laughs> and then I was like, okay, if that is the case, if I'm the architect of my reality, I can change it. And that's exactly what I did. I changed it. I flipped the script and I said, this complaining business, it doesn't suit me. I'm not helpless. I am empowered. I'm a victor, not a victim. And therefore, I'm going to change the situation. And that's what I did. So I'd love to hear your takeaways from this story that I've shared with you. And I want you to contemplate what areas of your life you have been feeling as though you are a victim rather than a victor. And what feelings were ignited in you when you heard me say that you're the architect of your reality and that your outer world is a reflection of your inner world? I'd love to hear. You are in charge of your own show. You run this. And no more playing small, no more feeling helpless because you do have the capacity to change your reality. That's it from me for now. See you next episode. It was my absolute pleasure to have you join us for this episode of the Driven Woman podcast. Be sure to visit sophiabryan.com for my complimentary platform masterclass. In this masterclass, I show you the key steps to strategically share your unique message, even if you're scared to put yourself out there. Leave us a rating on iTunes if you loved this episode. Follow me on Facebook and Instagram at Driven Woman Podcast and Driven Woman Show on Twitter. 
Until next time, stay driven.